New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Again, dear ones, Reverend Robert with you here on a Friday evening. It's five o'clock on the Mountain Time Zone, and that means it is time for the good news here on New Thought Media Network, this weekly opportunity to get together, chat a little bit, share a little bit of the stories, the good news stories I found while I was out living around this week, and they made its way across my desk. I trust they'll be inspirational and a great conversation starter for you throughout the weekend. As we get started, please do like, share, and subscribe. Let your friends know what we're doing here so that we can, uh, well, get more eyeballs and more people helping us to share what we're doing here. All right, first story tonight. Let me introduce you to 25-year-old Maxwell Alejandro Frost. Maxwell has been running for office as a U.S. House of Representatives in Orlando, Florida, and he, this past week, he won that race. <clears throat> he will be heading off to Congress in January, the same month in which he turns 26 years old when he starts to serve. He wants to stay true to his roots and activist resume by fighting to end gun violence and end the climate crisis. Quote, I know how to hold power to account the Cuban-American says on his web, website, I organized in the movement that restored voting rights to 1.6 million Floridians with previous felonies. I've led thousands of young activists in the fight against gun violence as a national organizing director of March for Our Lives. Congratulations, Maxwell. It was a 10-way Democratic primary in August. He was able to, to win that and, uh, and was able... Uh, to to win this seat uh, here in Florida. Great news, folks. It, we need to get the young folks involved in what we're doing in politics uh, for there to be a chance. It's got to be, and things have got to change. And, uh, well, that's the good news tonight in, uh, in this entire election cycle is there has been really good news I found this story over uh, at the Reno Gazette Journal. Give a little credit to where we found our stories. Uh, Nevada is the first state to constitutionally protect same-sex marriage. Now, this is really big news. Number one, it's Nevada. 
Uh, Nevada is actually one of the states, uh, one of over 30 states whose constitution did define marriage as strictly between a man and a woman. Uh, But the U.S. Supreme Court in 2015 ruled that those state bans on same-sex marriage are unconstitutional. However, with the recent upheaval and everything that's going on in the world of uh, federal law, (laughs) uh, Nevada wanted to protect marriage in its state. Uh, It has done so. Congratulations to the state of Nevada. Good work. Good news on that front. You know, folks, we get a lot of stories from a lot of places uh, when we start looking around for good news and good news finds its way to us. If you know of a good news story you'd like to share, please send it over to us at goodnews at ntmedia.org. That's goodnews at ntmedia.org. We'd love to know about the good news stories you think we should be following. And if you'd like to be on the program, come on and sit in with me and share the good news stories yourself. Well, we'd be love to hear you on that as well. All right. One more po- political story. Let me introduce you to Zoe Zephyr. Zoe is the first trans person ever elected to the Montana State Legislature. Woohoo, Montana! Uh, the story I found here is in the Victory, is it over at uh, LGD, LGBTQ Victory Fund or VictoryFund.org? Uh, Zoe won her race this weekend. <clears throat> uh, she's in Montana's 95th state. House district, so she's serving at the state legislature level. Uh, tonight is a resounding win for Montana and for trans people across the country. From tackling the housing crisis to securing affordable health care, Zoe is ready to enact policy founded in equity and fairness. Montana, like so many other communities, has seen a deluge of transphobia and bigotry this year. Zoe courageously ran despite this divisiveness, and her win is a deafening rebuke to hate. We are confident she will build a skilled, powerful legislator and an inspire inspiration for trans people across the country. Uh, that's from uh, Mayor Anise Parker, president and CEO of the LGBTQ Victory Fund. Uh, there are currently only eight trans state legislatures in the country and uh, currently only six out LGBTQ elected officials in Montana what a great step forward. <clears throat> Congratulations, Zoe. We are so proud of you. You get a definite big kudos for stepping out. And uh, and I'm going to say it to the 95th district there in Montana. Uh, I didn't see that one coming. And so grateful that you're stepping up in that way. All right. Off to some other news. We're going to head over to the Netherlands for our next story. And I found this story uh, with our friends over at sunnyskies.com. That's sunnyskies.com. Drop over, give them some of the love and appreciation they deserve. They do a great job of curating good news stories for us to share with you. And this story isn't exactly new. So we're revisiting. Uh, There's a town in the Netherlands. Their name's a little too difficult to put, to pronounce. Uh, I, I've heard it as Hogawin. Yeah, see, I still can't say it. Uh, what's unique about this town, however, is that the entire town 
is really a care facility for patients with dementia. Now, it was started by two nurses who had their own concerns about putting their parents in traditional nursing homes. And uh, you, the staff, now they don't, they don't pretend that they're not staff. And if they're asked, they will tell, say directly, let the residents know that they're in a care facility. However, residents are free to roam the village. Uh, they can do their own shopping, as you see in this image here. Uh, they can drop by the, uh, the hair salon and get their hair taken care of. There's places for them to visit. Uh, and uh, it really does help with the physical activity and allowing folks to have a sense of independence. The town, the village, currently cares for more than 150 residents in 27 houses. Uh, there's about six or seven residents per home and uh, generally at least two, if not three, uh, staff members per, per resident on, on site at all times. Now, here's the fun part, folks. <clears throat> this has been going on in the Netherlands. My question is, why aren't we making this happen here in the U.S.? I would have to believe there are plenty of opportunities and plenty of spaces, and we just got to get some wherewithal and some people with some money to say okay uh, and make all this happen. Traditional nursing homes are expensive in this country and and truly, in many ways, deplete people's saving, entire life savings and investments. I think finding a more holistic model is exactly what this philosophy, New Thought Media, and our ministry new thought media network is all about perhaps this is a place where you can share perhaps this is a place where you feel called to play if so please do we'd love to hear more all right we're going to take a quick break here and let our sponsors say hello and thank you uh, and let me grab a quick drink of water so that uh, i could take care of that i'm Rob, robert brzezinski this is a new thought media network this is the good news we'll be back in just a moment or so stay tuned don't go anywhere we'll be right back
Miller back with more of the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. Friday evening, we're so grateful you're with us. I want to share uh, another community story with you here this evening. And uh, this one is about a South Carolina community, Greenville. They came together recently to make 10,000 sandwiches in one day. I gave them away to local food banks, schools, soup kitchens, and shelters. Now, this was in honor of the amazing, amazing legacy of Eugenia Duke, who's a local businesswoman. Now, she bucked pretty much every norm about 100 years ago to start her own business. Uh, you might know of Duke's mayonnaise. What I didn't know is that Eugenia and her daughter Martha uh, began the company by selling homemade sandwiches to the army canteens. They were uh, they made pimento, cheese, bacon, and mayonnaise sandwiches. Ten cents a sandwich, and they were so popular that they started to bottle the mayonnaise. Hence, Duke's mayonnaise. Now, Duke's was involved, and they did supply mayonnaise for this project. Uh, the volunteers used around one ton of homemade pimento and cheddar cheese salad to assemble 10,000 sandwiches inside a historic downtown pavilion, which just happened to be the original location of the original Duke's Mayonnaise Factory. Pretty cool story overall. Uh, the food was distributed through loaves and fishes, as well as wheels and me uh, meals on wheels and other smaller organizations around the Greenville, South Carolina uh, area. What a cool story. <clears throat> Free food for everybody. I love it. I'm not sure if I like pimento cheese and bacon sandwiches, though. Eh, maybe we'll try them one of these days. Folks. We found that story over at the Good News Network. Now, if you watch this program regularly, you know we find a lot of stories over there. Goodnewsnetwork.org. Please do head on over and give them the love and attention they do so richly deserve as well. Hey, this week we've got a follow-up story for you. Now, we reported on this a few months back when it got started. However, the nation's largest no-kill Rescue Shelter has opened in Alabama. The intention is they'll be able to save up to 5,000 dogs uh, per year. Uh, now, this is an old renovated Greyhound training center, and they created it, uh, they turned it into uh, their facility there. It has the capacity to save, rehabilitate, and adopt up to 5,000 dogs per year. It's located in Macon County, Alabama, and the intention of the founders uh, were to service the region encompassing eight states, Florida and surrounding states, from everywhere from Florida up through Alabama, Georgia, all, that, all of that area. The opening of the second Big Dog Ranch rescue location is something I've prayed over for years, said founder and CEO Laura Lee Simmons. It's a great day for us, and more importantly, it's a great day for the dogs. We love this story. Currently, uh, there's they have three renovated buildings, which include space for 100 dogs in a veterinary center. 
but a further 13 kennels are still in the works. The 33-acre campus also includes work centers for several admirable programs, including one that unites veterans suffering from PTSD with abandoned service dogs and a senior dog center that will pair pooches who've lost their elderly owners with other senior citizens looking for a new friend. I think they got all the bases covered there, folks. Creating a world that works for all, creating a world even that works for our furry friends. And uh, I, I heard something yesterday or the day before, uh, not calling them pets anymore. They're not necessarily pets. They're just animals. Animals on this planet that we happen to be in partnership with. And together we're creating this world. Hey, here's another great story we found at the Good News Network. This one comes to us all the way from Switzerland, however. Uh, and it's really a great news story of the recovery of various frog species throughout Switzerland. Now, this is a European tree frog. And since 1999, their number has quadrupled in Switzerland. Now, this is all part of a coordinated effort between the government, nonprofits, volunteers, and landowners. Uh, they've been working, obviously, this is over, going over 20 years now, and they've built over 422 ponds. Not big lakes, not big, but little ponds. Most of these frogs need small ponds that would normally develop off the side of a, or the bend of a river. However, that doesn't happen as much because of highways, railroads, and other infrastructure. Uh, of the eight endangered species, 52% increased their regional population and 32% were stabilized. Habitat loss is the main problem. And this team was able to uh, mitigate that. The scientists believe that the simple action of pond building can be used to help restore amphibian populations in human-dominated landscapes in all regions across the globe. Good news coming out. I love it. Out of Switzerland. We're saving the frogs. We're saving the toads. We're saving the whales. Good stuff, folks. Thanks for being with us here on a Friday night. I'm going to take another quick break, say a thank you to a couple more of our sponsors and let a couple more uh, and get another sip of water. But don't go away because we will be right back with more good news here on the New Thought Media Network. We've got a whole nother segment and a lot more to cover tonight. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, for your continued support. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta, for your monthly contribution. Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey, for your monthly contribution. And please help us welcome OM Center for Spiritual Living in La Mesa, California. Thank you for your monthly donation. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Seattle for your most generous donation. And a special thanks to Hefferlin Foundation for your generous technology grant. And Suze Ajit, thank you for your very generous donation. And a super special thank you to Dr. Tracy Brown, RSCP. Thanks for being a super donor. 
and a big shout out to all our committed donors. Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. And we're back with more of the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. Thanks for joining us, folks, on a Friday evening. I trust what we're sharing here tonight is inspiring to you and a great reminder of all the amazing ways we show up as individuals and human beings across this planet. I love celebrating the good news that happens in our world. And I love celebrating you. I want to say one more time, thank you to all of our committed givers and organizational sponsors, everyone that helps make this network happen with your financial love, gifts, tithes, and offerings. It may go so far to make sure we're able to do what we do and continue to bring you this wonderful programming and expand uh, what we've got going on around New Thought Media Network. Good, big stories coming in that regard uh, real soon. You can stay tuned for those. In the meantime, let's go back into our good news stories. I want to introduce you to uh, Antoine Moses, Mr. Moses. Uh, he lives in Canada. He's been on a personal mission. He's 23 years old. He's from Quebec, and he now holds the world record, yes, the Guinness World Record, for the most trees planted in 24 hours. Anybody want to guess? Here it is. Now, the previous world record, I will help you figure this out a little bit. The previous world record was 15,170 trees. And that record was set in 2001 when Mr. Moses planted a tree every 3.5 seconds, about 16 trees a minute, the total 23,060 trees in 24 hours. There is a video of him throwing shovels in the dirt. It's amazing how quick he, he does this. Now, uh, he is an amateur athlete. He's running multiple marathons, has run multiple marathons, is training for an upcoming Ironman. And so he approached this sort of as a sport and decided uh, that he wanted to uh, do this as a way to remember a friend of his who had passed has passed away. Uh, now, currently, Mr. Moses has planted over a million trees across Canada and around 600 million trees are planted in Canada each year. Uh, by about approximately 6,500 tree planters. So uh, he's planted a million trees. Kudos to you, sir. 
We thank you for your service. We thank you for what you're doing. I love these kinds of stories, folks. It reminds me again and again and again that there are really no limits to what we can accomplish when we use the power of our mind and set in motion uh, uh, events and opportunities that are for the betterment of humanity, that are for the betterment of our planet, that are doing the good work. And you, sir, are doing that. And some of the other stories we find are just the heartwarming stories, are just the ones that remind us of the good in the world. This is Gretchen Caizo and her grandson, Cole. Now, they live in Chandler, Arizona. This is no amazing story other than that they were out at a local restaurant and uh, having a meal together. Well, when they came time to pay the bill, uh, the server let them know that there, uh, someone else had already paid it. They gave him a note. It said, we enjoyed watching your special date. It got us talking about how much we miss those times with our grandmothers. This time is so precious. Love that you're living memories together. Enjoy each other. God bless Vernon and Christine. Well, nobody really knows who Vernon and Christine are. Uh, maybe that server knows who they are. And maybe they'll be at that restaurant again sometime. However, if you happen to know who Vernon and Christine are, Please give them a big kudos. Let them know that they make life a better place by their generosity and their kindness. Adam posted a note on his social media with a caption that read, Random acts of kindness amaze me. I'm so grateful there is still beauty and kindness in this world, especially when it seems so far to find some, uh, uh, so far to find some days. So I think that's supposed to be so hard to find some days. Thank you, folks, for being good people in the world. That's what it's really all about. Random acts of good kindness. Now, sometimes in our lives, however, we find those stories that are about the people that are, well, paid to put their life on the line. And yet it reminds us how good a real how good of life can be. This is a picture of an apartment building in New York City. Now, New York's Manhattan firefighters are world renowned uh, and what they're doing here is called a roof rope rescue uh, witnesses say that and it's a little tough to see I know in that picture uh, witnesses say that after a fire broke out uh, a woman was trying to climb out of the window there in the middle of that picture uh, and was dangling by her fingertips Firefighters broke out the, from the apartment above and the apartment below and were able to uh, rig up a rope rescue and lower one of the firefighters down to the lower level. Here's the team following up after they've had a chance to get cleaned up. Uh, now, this is, again, the work that these folks are trained to do, and they did it well, and they saved lives. So we want to give them a big kudos as well. There is news coverage and all that. You can check that all out over on the website, goodnewsnetwork.org. Not hard to find the show, the story, and then you'll be able to find the video and take a look at that as well. 
Hey, before we go tonight, I want to visit another story, and we've reported uh, on this prior. I didn't know about this until recently, actually, that there is actually an award for the highway for a highway angel. And, and not long ago, we told you about a highway angel. Well, we found another story about a highway angel. This is Tony Doherty. Uh, Tony's a truck driver from Greenville, Texas. And he has been given the Highway Angel Award. Uh, what was happening is he was uh, uh, he watched two Jeeps or a Jeep and another car collide on Interstate 40 near Albuquerque. Uh, the vehicles were probably doing close to 70 miles an hour, he estimated. And he watched the Jeep flip over before the car crashed into the concrete barrier. Now, a lot of people would phone this one in. And not Tony. Tony uh, was actually on the far side of the highway, on the opposite, traveling in the opposite directions, was able to stop his rig, happens to have an EMT bag with him, as he has a history with the, as an EMT, uh, grabbed his bag, ran across the highway. Uh, he was a volunteer fighter, firefighter for 12 years before getting into the trucking industry. Uh, as he was hopping over the barrier of an off-duty police officer who happened to be nearby pulled up, recognized that Tony had background, and the two men raced into the scene. Uh, they were able to pull the folks. Uh, they uh, were able to get the first driver stable, uh, and uh, the second woman, uh, a younger woman, was shaken but did not receive any serious injuries. No one received any serious injuries in this incident. However, Tony gets the Highway Angel Award. Congratulations, Tony. And you get a big, huge kudos from here at New Thought Media Network from all of us here in this family as well. Hey, folks, that's about all I got time for here this evening on the New Thought Media Network. This has been the good news. We thank you for being with us. Please stay tuned. Come in just a half an hour. Join us for Michael Patton. Now, now Reverend. <laughs> there we go. There it is. Now Reverend Michael Pat Michael Mangus uh, and the Fireside Chat. That starts at the top of the hour. Go grab yourself an evening beverage. Grab a little bite to eat. Join us back here for another live episode of the Friday Fireside Chat with Pastor Michael coming up real soon. Until next time, until I see you again, I wish you love and peace and witches' blessings. Bye now.